This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Subaru is spending nearly $10.5 billion by 2030 to shift its focus to electrification. Three of its main organizations, production, product development, and supply chain, will start to work more closely together with the goal of cutting planning, design, and production time, as well as the number of vehicle parts and configurations in half. It will start making a next-gen hybrid vehicle in Japan sometime around 2025, followed by the U.S. about a year later. BEV production starts in Japan just behind the hybrid, and it'll make pure electrics in the U.S. around 2027 or 2028. By that time, Subaru says it will have eight BEV models in its lineup that feature the latest technology in even what it calls Subaru-specific OTAs. It hopes to build 1.2 million pure electric vehicles and have BEVs make up 50% of its global sales by the end of the decade. And like the Solterra, Automotive News reports that at least one more of those electric cars will come from Toyota. It says Toyota will start production of an all-new electric crossover at its Kentucky plant in 2025, which will also include a version of the three-row vehicle for Subaru. Batteries are expected to come from Toyota's new battery plant that it's building in North Carolina, which would also mean that the vehicles qualify for the full federal tax credit. Sean Fain, the president of the UAW, is ramping up his list of demands. Besides wanting double-digit raises, more profit-sharing, the elimination of different tiers of workers, full pensions, and the restoration of automatic cost-of-living raises, or COLA, he's added a couple of more to the list. First, no more 40-hour work weeks. Fain wants a 32-hour week. And he also wants the union to be able to go on strike if GM Ford or Stellantis close a plant. For example, Stellantis closed the Belvedere plant that makes the Jeep Cherokee because sales practically collapsed. Here's our Autoline insight. We think that Fain is going to get most of what he wants, except COLA, pensions, and a 32-hour work week. And he's probably not going to get that strike clause. Because after all, if your customers aren't buying your cars, why would you keep on making them? Ferrari saw its sales go down in the second quarter, but it still managed to rake in more money and park more of that money to the bottom line. Ferrari sold 3,392 cars in the last three months. That was down 1.8% from a year ago, and sales fell in every region of the world except for Europe. Even so, it was able to get customers to pay more for the cars that it did sell, and revenues went up 14% to 1.4 billion euros. Its net profit shot up 33% to 334 million euros, and it also managed to improve its free cash flow 74% to 138 million euros. Interestingly, Ferrari says that 43% of the cars that it did sell were hybrids, and maybe that bodes well for when it starts to go electric. Hey, maybe this ride-sharing stuff is starting to make financial sense. Uber, which has been around since 2009, just posted its first quarterly operating profit. Thanks to record bookings, it brought in $9.2 billion in revenue, up 14% from a year ago, 
and it made a $326 million operating profit versus a $713 million loss in the second quarter of last year. It also generated $1.1 billion in free cash flow. Uber's stock is up nearly 60% from a year ago, and it currently enjoys a market cap of $94 billion. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Volkswagen is once again looking to acquire EV technology from a Chinese automaker. Last week it made a deal with Xpeng to get its EV architecture and the software and hardware that goes along with it. And last month, Audi also struck a deal to get an EV platform from SAIC. Now Reuters reports that VW is in talks with China's Leap Motor to buy an EV platform that would be used for VW's Jetta brand. VW and Leap Motor both declined to comment on the report. But VW is making these deals because its software division Cariad, which was tasked with developing these technologies, ran into all kinds of problems which delayed the group's future EVs. Ford has restarted production of the F-150 Lightning at its Rouge Electric Vehicle Center in Michigan. The automaker halted production for six weeks so it could retool the plant to boost manufacturing capacity. By this fall, Ford expects the Lightning to be running at a 150,000 unit annual run rate. It's prioritizing high-demand models like the XLT, which accounts for more than 50% of new orders. Updates to the plant include new equipment that automatically measures and validates body fitment and a new station for wheel alignment and headlamp aiming. Porsche is coming out with a special edition of the 911 called the ST, a name that it previously used in the early 1970s for lightweight racing models. And the new 911 ST is no different. It sheds 70 pounds, or nearly 32 kilograms, thanks to things like leather door pulls, lightweight glass and exhaust system, mag wheels, ceramic brakes, and even a lithium-ion battery. The car is like a molding of the 911 GT3 Touring and the GT3 RS, and it's the first time the RS's nearly 520-horsepower engine has been paired with a manual transmission. It's also the first time a 911 with its new multi-link rear suspension hasn't been paired with rear-wheel steering. It sounds like a real driver's car, but Porsche is going to make less than 2,000 examples, and each one will cost just shy of 300 grand. Off-road enthusiasts are rejoicing while Jeep executives probably cried themselves to sleep. Toyota revealed the all-new Land Cruiser, which for many of us is going from a long-in-the-tooth, somewhat clunky V8-powered SUV that was probably overpriced to a much more efficient vehicle that rides on Toyota's TNGA-F platform, which is also used by the new Tacoma and Tundra. It's over 4 inches narrower 
and over an inch shorter than the model that left the U.S. a few years ago. But there is another version of the Land Cruiser called the 300 series sold in other parts of the world that came out in 2021. But it's much bigger and more closely related to the Sequoia. The new Land Cruiser is called the 250 series and is powered by everything from a low output six cylinder to the top of the line 2.4 liter hybrid that makes 326 horsepower and 465 pound feet of torque but it depends on the market. For example, only the 2.4 liter hybrid will be offered in the US. Living up to its heritage, the new Land Cruiser is very off-road capable and features a multi-mode 4x4 system that includes a standard sway bar disconnect system. But it also brought the vehicle into the new age with digital display screens and driver assistance tech. The new Land Cruiser will be built in Japan, and it says sales will kick off in 2024. In the U.S., it will carry a starting price in the mid $50,000 range. And this has got to put Jeep on even higher alert. Ford already swooped in and stole sales with the Bronco and Bronco Sport, and on paper this new Land Cruiser looks really competitive. And Land Cruiser fans in Japan and Australia will be happy to know that Toyota is also updating the old Land Cruiser 70, which has been around since 1984. It will now be available with a 2.8 liter diesel engine that makes nearly 200 horsepower, and it comes with a more modern interior. The diesel is the only engine offered in Japan, but Australia will still sell a V8 and pickup version as well. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for joining us. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. With Tajin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs. Because frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.